With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's already done. It's the Pressure Points Unpacked Podcast with host Tyra Little. We're live Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. This show deals with personal and community issues by getting to the root cause and causes on an open and raw level. We're unpacking emotional, spiritual, mental, and physical topics that influence and often control us. Get ready to unload, examine, and process. Let's get unpacked on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network, Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, hello, and welcome to Pressure Points Unpacked, and I'm your host, Tyra Little. Today, we're going to talk about opportunities out of crisis. So, this month, as you know, we're drawing to the end of the year, and so this month is going to be dedicated to dealing with the new year, changing your mindset, making that shift. And so for the month of December, I will have with me Ms. Tiffany Singleton for the mental health professional. Tiffany will not be with us today, but she will be with us for the remainder of Tuesdays in December. I also have with us the clergy for the month, Elder Elder Virgil Briggs of Triumph Church. And today we have as I guess Miss Melissa Linda. She's the director at the Office of Business Opportunity for the City of Columbia. So we want to start off today with welcoming both of you all to the show. I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here with me on today. And I want to start off by allowing Elder Briggs to tell us a little bit about himself. Well, thank you, Tyra. Uh, say good evening to you, and Miss uh, Lindler, and uh, to those that are listening in. Uh, Tyler, it's a pleasure to be on with you tonight, and I, I really appreciate the opportunity and um, celebrate with you and are glad for uh, what you're doing uh, to be a voice to the community and to give insight and uh, help to where it's needed when it comes to dealing with things in life. And so I've uh, been enjoying your podcast, and I'm just I'm grateful to be on with you tonight. Uh, but um, I am uh, affectionately known, as I call myself sometimes, uh, Pastor V. Uh, uh, Virgil Briggs uh, at Triumph B Church in Kingdom of God in Christ. And we're located right here in the metro uh, Columbia, South Carolina here at 1722 Mare Street. And so I've um, been pastoring there for about 12 years and um, a third generation uh, pastor, if you will. And, okay. Uh, not necessarily that my dad or my granddad and my dad called me, but they covered me. And so okay. uh, it's God like that it. called me, but, you know, some people like to say that, well, you're doing the family business. No, yeah, we're the family of God's business is what it is. But uh, that's where I pastor at. We're a small congregation growing, uh, doing some exciting things, trying to get out in the neighborhood more into the community and um, just be a blessing to God's people, man. And I love to say uh, to be a hope dealer. That's what we're all about. All right. All right. All right. Well, Miss Lindler. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here with us this evening. And so I want to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself to the listeners. Thank you so much for having me, Tyra. My name is Melissa Lindler, and I'm the director for the Office of Business Opportunities with the City of Columbia. And many of you may not know what we do or who we are. We're also known as OBO um, at the City of Columbia, but the Office of Business Opportunities We're here to support those initiatives and programs that support our minority, small, women-owned, veteran-owned businesses. Um, We have different departments that provide different services. One of the main things that we do that a lot of people do not know 
is that we provide training and technical assistance to our small businesses at no cost to them. We also have partners that we work with, SBA, Small Business Administration, the Women's Business Center at Benedict College, the South Carolina Small Business Development Center, SCORE. Those resources are, are very much so free. So we have uh, technical assistance at your disposal to help any business owner that's out there that's trying to, you know, look at starting a business or they're trying to um, <clears throat> grow and develop their business. We're here for you. We also have commercial loan products that we offer. Um, our rates are very much so competitive, um, and our lending parameters are a little less stringent than your traditional financial institution, and a lot of people don't know, know that. Now, in order to actually be able to apply for these funds, you must, your business must be located within the city of Columbia. Um, but needless to say, if you want to come here and work with us, we can also direct you to other funding partners or, uh, or financial institutions that are willing to help you. Um, we also have our um, supplier diversity piece. Um, and the City of Columbia, many people don't know this, but we have a 15% citywide minority women business enterprise utilization goal. And what that means is that each department has been tasked with the responsibility of using at least 15% of their departmental operational dollars with minority vendors. And I'm happy to say we actually met that goal during the oh, pandemic wow. at 15.04%. Um, the numbers for this fiscal year are, did not come in as well, um, but I think we're at maybe 13% instead. But it's still good. It's still good right. considering four years ago when I first started, it was only 5.04%. So we are committed to working with our small businesses, our the leadership of the city is our city manager, mayor, city council, our assistant city managers. This department, other departments, we're all committed to working and supporting our small businesses. Um, we have other programs also in place to help build the capacity of small businesses, especially those businesses that are in construction or engineering. Um, enabling them to actually uh, grow, develop, um, so that they can participate in different procurement opportunities and bid opportunities that come out of the city, especially through our water and sewer program. So we have a mentor-protege mm -hmm. program. We have a Columbia Disadvantaged Business Enterprise program. All those programs geared wow. toward building the capacity of our small minority and women-owned businesses. Um, and the last thing I'll talk about is a disparity study that's currently underway at the City of Columbia. The last one was done in 2006. So 15 years later, um, we are doing an updated study. So that also will help us make sure that if there are any missing gaps out there or areas that we need to look at in order to make sure that there are no barriers to participation. Um, that study will help us identify those barriers and, you know, look at programs or processes, policies that may need to be put in place or adjusted or modified um, to meet the needs of our small minority and women-owned businesses. So, again, thank you for having me. Thank you very wow. much. Wow, Melissa, that was woo, definitely um, a mouthful. I didn't realize that. I mean, I'm aware of some of the programs, but I mean that's that's a lot. I mean, you guys are really, really um, making sure that you help the minority business owner, and so you know we, we really don't have any excuse. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just getting the information out, and so that's one of the reasons why I felt that today that it was very important to get this information out to the listeners um, and knowing that at any given time people can go back and listen to this podcast to get their information so they can reach back out to you um, yes. via they be in the city of Columbia or not, because even if they're not in the city of Columbia, you know, I'm pretty sure that there's someone in your office that can help guide them to whatever city or municipality that they actually need to talk with in order to get some assistance. So, well, I'm, uh, glad you, I'm, sorry, I'm glad you no, mentioned ahead. that, though, because, again, 
the only limits in terms of, of people outside of the city limits is in regards to our commercial lending that we have here at the City of Columbia. Everything else is open to anyone. Um, and mm-hmm. then specifically for our mentor-protege program and our Columbia Disadvantaged Business Enterprise program, those programs are open to you know other counties within our eight-county CSA which includes, and I'm going to leave somebody out just because I'm trying to mention them all, but <laughs> Richland, Lexington, Saluda, Kershaw, Fairfield, Newberry, Calhoun, and Orangeburg. I got all of them. So those eight counties, if you're in water and sewer or you want to consider, um, you know, venturing more into water and sewer, <clears throat> I would encourage you to contact our office, and our office number is 803 803- Five four five three nine five zero, or visit our website, which is obo.columbiasc.gov. And if you go to our website, these programs are listed there along with information about how you can participate in those programs. So, you know, we, we are always looking for more minority vendors that have certain skill sets so that they can benefit from these programs. Um, okay. One thing that we're looking at, you know, you have to look at availability um, in terms of capacity, and that's what we use in determining different goals that we place on our Columbia Disadvantaged Business Enterprise Program. And I mentioned the acronym. I meant to actually spell it out, but it's CDBE, Columbia Disadvantaged Business Enterprise Program. And through that program, um, we look at projects individually, and we work with engineering that they actually identify the different task areas that they see a different pro- a certain project has, right? Mm-hmm. And what we do in OBO is look at those areas and then look at available <clears throat> DBEs within that eight-county area that I mentioned that are there to perform that work. So our calculations, it may be, be that the project that we look at, it may have 20%, a 20% CDB eagle, which means that whoever bids on that project, they are tasked with meeting that 20% CDBE goal that we placed on that project. If it's 15%, they're tasked with meeting that goal. So it's very advantageous for our minority-owned businesses to participate, and you don't actually – um, for that program, we do look at BBEs, but we, you know, you don't actually have to have an actual certification. We would like for you to, but mm-hmm. we can certainly work with you in getting that certification as a DBE or, you know, MWBE, however you want to classify yourself. Um, but again, it's all there to help build the capacity of our minority businesses in the water and sewer industry. That's the biggest revenue generator for the city of Columbia. So there's a lot of money, a lot of projects, because we own our water system. So we have projects that go into different areas, different counties. It's huge. Um, But there are a number of opportunities there every year for people or businesses, farms that are in water and sewer. Wow. Man, that's good information. Well, you guys, we have a um, we have a listener that has a question. Okay. Um, I'm going to let's see. Last four is five three seven five. Listener five three seven five. If you introduce yourself, please. Hi, my name is Sharon Anderson, and I kind of got on at the. Hi. Hello. This is I'm so excited. It's so doing? many questions and avenues to ask. Um, first and foremost, um, with me, it may be twofold or how can you help me with, I have a business, but it currently, because if you're, I'm retired and I also, um, under disability umbra and out of fear mm-hmm. with disability, we can have a business, but the, I mean, how do you, you know, going about doing it, mm-hmm. what all do we mm-hmm. start and, you know, yeah. recruitment. And because right mm-hmm. now I have a property, and how <clears throat> is to get things started? Okay. Um, a triplex. So it's, and I live in the city of Columbia. Okay. Is your building located within the city of Columbia? Yes, I'm like in the five points area. Okay. 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 Good. And is it is it zone commercial or? 
Is it residential? No, it's, it's residential. It's re- okay. I, you know, I rent out two parts, and I live in one. Okay, okay. So what you may want to do is come, and, and I don't want, I'm going to give you information that's specific to you. So when we sit down and talk, mm-hmm. or a member of my staff, and I want you to call our number to schedule a meeting with a member of our, our staff. Oh, oh um, yeah. And I'm going to give you that number. But the biggest thing is having a plan, right, and making sure yeah. your plan is is conducive to what your parameters are in terms of income that you can generate. And one thing I tell everyone, if you don't have a personal accountant, you probably need to get one, but you certainly need to have someone that's familiar with, um, you know, the disability parameters in in which how much Mm -hmm. money you can earn. Um, I also encourage people to have a a lawyer there to advise you as well Mm -hmm. because everyone's circumstance is different. But the main, you know, the main advice I can give you at this moment is to have a plan, to have a plan. You need to have a plan and you need to be able to do some projections, but you also need to make sure whatever you're proposing to do, you can actually do it Mm -hmm. on the property. So if this is not zone residential and you're planning on actually doing um, commercial type of business, you may want to make Mm -hmm. sure that that property can be zoned differently because that's a a long process. Um, If you're just planning on leasing out the property, to someone that's yeah. different, you know, to generate yeah. income that's that's different. That's that's a, a tenant, um, you know, leasey arrangement. So that's yeah. totally different. Um, but that's something that you can do. But we'll be happy to talk with you about it if you want to come by our office. Well, oh, definitely. Okay. Yes. Commercial is not my thing, but talking, okay. Yes, that'll be great. Yeah, if you or you, that's what you're looking at, actually renting that property out to other people. Yes, yes, because okay. it's a housing shortage. It is. It certainly is. And yes. the other thing I would encourage you to do um, is actually contact the Columbia Housing Authority because because of that housing shortage and because of the shortage of subsidized rental um, availability here in, in, in the city of Columbia, there are incentives there where they'll work with you to pay you directly um, to get some of their clients in that property as well. Yeah, so I would, yeah. yeah, definitely come speak with us and we can certainly connect you with different um with different people, but also uh the biggest thing is making sure you have yourself protected and you have any type yeah. of legal um advice or advisor there to assist you in that effort too because we don't we don't want you to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not for me. Yes, ma'am. Uh, yes, yes, ma'am. But we'll, so I certainly, I cer- yeah, but I certainly would love to talk with you about it. Okay. okay. Or a member of my staff yes. if I'm not if I'm not here. Okay. Very okay. great. All right. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, thank Sharon. You. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that was um a lot of good information that you were able to share with Sharon and um I know you'll give the number out again. I'll give you the opportunity before okay. we end so that okay. she will be able to get that information in as well as um the other listeners. Um Great. you know, as we talk about crisis um in in this business, um have, you know, having your own business and mm-hmm. um with the pandemic that is still going on. <laughs> yeah. Um you know, I know for some people it has been difficult, and for some it has been a blessing because there has been a lot of businesses that have actually been birthed during this pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of businesses that were actually in existence and have expanded during this time. And so, you know, with that, being a business owner and having the different stressors, you know, you have a lot of things that you have to deal with on a mental side as well as spiritual. And so, um, Elder Briggs, I want to ask you, um, just with you and and being, um, you know, pastoring a church, you know, I'm pretty sure that you have some of your congregation that are business owners, and just how were you able to to help them um, in the spiritual aspect during this time and the ongoing, it's still, you know, still going on? Uh, yes, that great comment and great thought process with that, uh, Tyra. Uh, the main thing I tried to do, man, was really 
uh, as believers, is hone in on faith. I, I made sure I tried to keep bringing messages of faith and to encourage people's faith and uh, to keep believing and to keep trusting in God. Um, that that though this may be happening, we're in a crisis, we're in a storm, we're in a uh, a test right now, whatever you want to call it, the the tribulation or whatever, or the the, the hiccup or the storm. We still got to have faith in God. That he is still a good God when we cease to be, when things around us cease to be. He's the, the, the constant. He's that solid. He's that certainty when everything else around us is uncertain. And so I tried to make sure I honed in on that and week after week, uh, trying to have an encouraging word to build people's faith, to keep believing and trusting God that this too shall pass. Yeah. Well, that's definitely... Um you know, sound doctrine, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, Melissa, one of the things that I also, you know, when we're talking about opportunities out of crisis, mm-hmm. it, it, it appears that there has been um, a lot of different opportunities for business mm-hmm. ownership um, that has been developed just out of, out of this crisis just to try to help keep business owners afloat. Um mm-hmm. And I know you've covered a lot of different things, but um, I don't know if you can give us a little more detail on some things that have been just specific for, sure. you know. Sure. I, I, I will say that I think the city of Columbia, we've seen it, you know, with our business licenses, the renewals and the new licenses. We saw between 2019 and, and 2020, um, you know, there was like a 51% increase in oh, wow. new license renewals. So what, what does that mean? That means that <clears throat> people were revamping. Some of them were already in business and decided mm-hmm. maybe to branch out to another type of business um, because of the business that they were in, maybe you know because of the closures. A lot of our restaurants right. were closed. People were not able to actually do anything. And the personal care industry thing, you know, what you do, and mm-hmm. hairdressers, beauty salons. So people were trying to stay afloat, maintain their lifestyles, st- lifestyles, but also support their families. So they were looking for different ways to reinvent themselves, themselves mm-hmm. and their business, but also capitalize on opportunities that came up because of the pandemic. Um, um, one one example I can give you is Rhino. Um, They were a manufacturing plant. I think they were actually first producing medical equipment, Mm -hmm. but they changed. And I might might be wrong, may not be medical equipment, but I know they changed. Mm -hmm. And they start actually producing um, PPE equipment because there was such a shortage of PPE, right? Right. So Mm -hmm. they changed their business model, but it was so lucrative, but they did it from the standpoint of, they identified that there was a gap there, and they figured out how they can actually help fill that gap, and they did it. And I think um, a lot of our business owners, if you're in business and you're a business owner, there's mm-hmm. something about you. There's a drive that um, those of us that don't do that every day full time that you have that other people don't have. And it, it is mm-hmm. resiliency, um, but it's also determination, um, and you're trying to make sure that you're doing what you can to to survive. Now, right. in, the same, in the same breath, though, there was a 32% decrease um, from 2020 to 2021 in renewals. So what does that say? That means that some people were forced to just not continue their businesses. For whatever <laughs> reason, it just it was costing them probably more money to stay open, but we did see a decrease. So those people that were in business, some of them were not renewing their licenses. And for new people, some other people that were trying to maybe start a business, they were getting new licenses or people were applying for different types of licenses. Mm-hmm. So that, those are just some numbers from the city of Columbia. But again, it's, it's not giving up. Right, looking and doing your market research to see, okay, Mm -hmm. this is what I do, but how can I reinvent myself or feel an immediate need that's out there? That's that's the biggest thing, and that's how you 
that's that's about adjusting and and making sure your business model is conducive to the current market. And Mm -hmm. everybody, everybody, I don't care what industry you're in, should have looked at their business plan and looked at their actual um, infrastructure to see if it was conducive to the current market that we're in because we're never going to go back to how it was um, prior to March of 2020. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I don't care how much people sit on it, it's not going to happen. But information is key, and that's why we're here today, right? To get exactly. About that. Right. Exactly. Yes, and you know that's what? Good. You said, and you segue right into um, where I wanted to go as far mm-hmm. as shifting the mindset. You didn't call it that, mm-hmm. but that's exactly what it is. You yeah. know, when people take yeah. that time to figure out how can I reinvent myself to that's where exactly right. You know, and, and I mean, and, and, and that's it's, it's the shift, and that shift is really big. And to me, when I look at the shift and I think about the shift, I also think about faith without works is dead because it takes That's exactly faith right to step mm-hmm. out and to start mm-hmm. a business right. in the middle mm-hmm. of the world being in <laughs> yes, being flipped upside down. But yes, then ma'am. it also right. takes faith for a person to know mm-hmm. that hey, I'm in a business, but now I got to make this. This, this other turn here, you know, this is what I was getting, but I got to make this turn. It also takes faith to say, well, hey, I'm going to stay here and mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna stand until these doors open back up. But with that, you definitely have to have a plan. Um, and, and to me, there is nothing that we do in this world that, it doesn't revert back to the whole person perspective Mm -hmm. because even Mm -hmm. in dealing with it from the spiritual aspect, and I know um, Elder Briggs can can elaborate, but from that standpoint as well as from a mental point. And so you have to be able to have some type of a balance there, you know, Um, because opening, yeah, because, because it's, it's, it's weighing on your, it weighs on your psyche, man. It weighs, it weighs mm-hmm. on the, on that mental mm-hmm. side of you, your emotions. Um, yeah. And so having to be able to have that balance, yes, you need the spiritual food, but you also need that mental health. And we have mm-hmm. so many mental health care professionals out here. Mm-hmm. Um, I know of a couple of people that during this time, um, of the start of the pandemic, they saw where, hey, I need to go back and I need to get some other certifications or I need to just go ahead and finish what I started some years back because people need me. I've been called to this. And so, you know, I need to get out here. And so I am really just excited just about the numbers of mental health care professionals that look like me, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. that are out mm-hmm. here, they're meeting mm-hmm. that need because, in our community, as we know, there has been a taboo that has been centered around getting mental help, you know? You, you, you need agree. that counseling, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so this yeah. is what this show is about, man. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I just want to see people in this new year not waiting, per se, for the new year to start, but now, you know, making realistic goals, achievable goals for the year. Mm-hmm. And so this is what we're about in this last segment, in, in, in the last part of the year, is giving you some things to look at, giving you the information and mm-hmm. the tools. You know, we can mm-hmm. only give you the information, but it's up yeah. to you to take it to where it needs to go, you know? That's exactly right. I like that, uh, Tyra. You, you said mm-hmm. something, that to hit those numbers, um, Ms. Lindler, the 21% mm-hmm. increase, but yet mm-hmm. on the flip side, there was a 32% decrease. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. we got two, we, there, I, I tell my folks there's two of us. There's our mm-hmm. hopeful selves and there's our mm-hmm. hopeless selves. Uh, when yeah. Situations yeah. may come up in storms and t- trials and stuff like that. And so mm-hmm. this, to hear that 21%, that's not a big number, but that should Correct. give somebody hope. That's that, exactly you know, right. That I don't have to tank. I don't have mm-hmm. to lose my business. I don't have to shut it down. Mm-hmm. Because right. everybody yep. ain't shut down. There's at least 20. It ain't a big number. It ain't 81%. But That's 21% exactly right. of people have found a way to get through this thing. And so That's right. we, That's we think exactly sometimes right. that, that, that growth comes through revelation. We may think mm-hmm. that it comes through inspiration. Tell them they think mm-hmm. it comes through uh, perception. But that's not mm-hmm. true. It doesn't come through that. It comes mm-hmm. through pain. 
That's what mm-hmm. causes us to grow. Pain causes yeah. us to grow. That's why the yeah. word says, be not weary in well-doing. Yeah. Or in yeah. Yeah. If you don't fail, yeah. you're going yeah. to reap. But I love to tell people that frustration is the indication that your situation is going through a transformation. Mm. Mm. And okay. so we've got to be able to confront the, the challenge. Yeah, yeah. We, a lot of yeah. people, we, don't, we don't want challenges. And I think even through this pandemic, uh, to be on the spiritual side of it, I, I am a preacher. I'm, I'm not about to preach, but I can't, I can't help myself get thinking about God. And, and my, my perspective of who God is, yeah. right. we've got to continue to trust God. And I like what you said earlier about having a plan. It's the mm-hmm. man with the plan that has the, – the man with the plan is the man with the power. That's exactly and right. That's what it comes that's down exactly to, right. having a strategy exactly right. and, and, and having a plan. The thing is sometimes we want to – somebody say, well – why me? Well, why not you? Mm-hmm. Right. Why, why not? You know, right. again, I'm going back to the 21% increase. To be honest, yeah. I, we were concerned about this when the pandemic hit with our mm-hmm. And we were actually mm-hmm. out of town. And while we were out of town, me and my wife, first lady, began to talk and wondering, what if they shut the country down? What if we can't go to church? Yeah. What are we going to do now? And yeah. thank goodness we yeah. had a, a, a small plan in place That's that we it. were already using. <laughs> so that we were able to go ahead and transition. We've had to make some more changes. We've had to invest, like you said, we've some sweat equity and some tears and some things. We've had to make some sacrifices. Mm-hmm. But thank right. goodness, we have not shut down. We've actually increased. Yes. We've got two locations now, our oh, wow. sanctuary and our cyber sanctuary. <laughs> and so right. it's all perspective. It's all how you're That's exactly it. right. Is, why right. not us? Why, why right. not make it happen? And so That's exactly you just got to right. have hope. Right. And, and we're getting ready to go go to break, but I will say this. I, w- I wanted to add this piece. You know, with the pandemic and even with churches having to close their doors, it is amazing how, and, and both of y'all think about this for a second and why, you know, why we're on the break, but what happened to the tent services that our parents used to have when we were little kids? You know what I'm saying? Okay. I think, I right. think that, that was a missed opportunity. I think that we have gotten so conditioned to always being in a brick and mortar that we forgot to be creative and be outside and breathe in God's air. There's nothing more mm-hmm. beautiful than praising God out in the open. Mm. So That's true. With that, yeah, with yeah. that, we're going to go to break. All right. And um, this is Pressure Points Unpacked. I'm your host, Tyra Little, and we'll be back with you right after this commercial break. All right, thank you. Your skin isn't just skin. It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash removes your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness. For instantly softer, smoother skin, you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash. Hello and welcome back. This is Pressure Points Unpacked and I'm your host, Tyra Little. And today we're talking about opportunities out of crisis. And I have with me Elder Briggs as well as Ms. Melissa Lindler of the City of Columbia's Office of Business Opportunity. And so, you know, we're just talking about some of the different opportunities that has been birthed during this pandemic with business. Um, Melissa, I actually saw on your, pretty sure it was on your Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, that there was something with, I'm trying to find it, with um, Benedict College. Yes. <clears throat> um, we, um, the Women's Business Center. Um, right, right. At Benedict College, they were recently awarded $100,000, and that's just a piece of what they've been awarded towards the mobile, the Benedict College Women's Business Center mobile and creative entrepreneurial project. Um, in addition to the $100,000 from the Truist Foundation, they also received uh, another $715,000 from other resources. Y'all wow. hear about those other awards later um, towards wow. this piece. and. The purpose is to take what they do at the Women's Business Center and put it on the road and mm. get into these rural areas where there is a lack of or an absence of 
business resources in those communities. So wow. to give those businesses, women-owned, disadvantaged businesses that historically have not been able to compete with other businesses, to give them the same access to resources, to help, and information, mm-hmm. to help them grow and develop their businesses um, as others do around them. So uh, this is going to be in seven different areas, one city and six counties, and I don't know exactly which ones they are right now. Mm -hmm. I don't have it in front of me, but um, that's rolling out, and it will probably start next spring. Um, I'm not sure exactly when, but that's just one one opportunity, right? There's Mm -hmm. a lot of money coming down from the federal government to assist small and minority businesses. Um, especially since a lot of those businesses were left out <laughs> of the round of funding from EIDL, mm-hmm. from S- the Small Business Administration, and the PPP money. Right. And mm-hmm. and a number of them were left out because, one, in regards to PPP, we don't have those banking relationships that mm-hmm. others do. And the PPP did require that banking relationship because those loans were make, made directly through your traditional and non-traditional um, financial institutions. I'm happy to say I think Optus Bank was really one that made those loans that other banks would not make to our community. So they certainly wow. um, are, deserve that credit. Um, they really stepped up to the plate and made those smaller amounts that our businesses needed. We didn't need mm-hmm. millions, right? We only need maybe right. 25000 50000 to keep the operations going, to keep payroll going, to keep your lights on, mm-hmm. they made that investment in those businesses so that they could survive. So um, <clears throat> they are certainly to be recommended for that. But yes. um, the, they didn't have the relationships. But the other part is they didn't have the infrastructure in place. So that's why some of the trainings that you hear us doing mm-hmm. will be around mm-hmm. financial management and understanding your financials, period, understanding your numbers because – they needed that information. You needed your profit and loss statement. They wanted your taxes. They, ne- they needed that information to verify your loss. So, which means that a lot of people, <laughs> because they're so mm-hmm. busy trying to get money back, that they really didn't have a loss, right? Or they had a loss in this, that year. They had a real loss in 2020 or 2019, but because previous years, <clears throat> excuse me, you didn't mm-hmm. demonstrate a loss because you you're trying. Well, you didn't demonstrate a profit because you're trying to get money back. So if you're not generating revenue when the pandemic wasn't here, of course mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to generate any revenue when the pandemic right. does come. So they're right. looking at those businesses that were vital business prior to the pandemic. They had revenue coming in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as compared, and then when the pandemic hit, something happened. Their revenue dried up. So trying to educate businesses about finances, that's key, because mm-hmm. we've got to make sure your financial infrastructure is healthy. You mentioned health. You mentioned mental health. Mm-hmm. Your business mm-hmm. has a health, too, that you need to that's be mindful right. of. And you've got to make sure that both are doing good and they're well, um, mm-hmm. because if one's not doing well, it's going to impact the other, right? <laughs> that's a fact. That's a fact. You've got money problems. You've got banking problems. You've got IRS mm-hmm. issues. That's going to impact your mental health. Yes, it, It's going to have a right. direct impact on you. And mm-hmm. those things go hand in hand. And unfortunately in our community we're so close to getting that help that we mm-hmm. need. That's mm-hmm. just for whatever reason in our culture we don't do that. But um, it's important that we go out there. We seize any opportunity. Right. We look and we're always open to opportunities to better our mental health our financial health, our right. business health, anything about us. Because if one is not healthy, if one right. is ill or, or you know, there's crisis, it's going to affect the whole. So, um, I mean, that's, again, that's yeah, it's a fact. But, but planning, yeah. planning is key. Right. But also planning mm-hmm. for the unexpected is key. Mm-hmm. But also having alternatives, right? right. 
So one thing that you looked at or that many businesses looked at was like, wow, unfortunately I was just depending on one revenue stream, right? Mm -hmm. So say that one revenue stream closed (laughs) because of the pandemic, what happens Uh to your business? Right, right. You have to Mm -hmm. think in terms of diversifying your revenue streams. You got to even think Mm -hmm. about diversifying your suppliers because look at what's happening now with the supply chain disruption. So those, all those things come into play and how we do business. Our reliance on Mm -hmm. technology now is Mm -hmm. is a lot is driven around technology. We have to embrace those concepts if we really want to be successful. Um, not only in our businesses, but just in our general lives. Yeah, that's a fact. Sorry. And you know, and you yeah. know what? Um, one of the things that I would say that needs to be a goal if you're looking at starting a business, or if you already have a business and you don't have these things in place, a strong business foundation. A foundation is going to be key to anything that we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you need to make sure that you've done. Even if you're getting ready to open a business, and this was one of the things that we talked about last week when I had um, Joy on, you know, you you get to look at the foundational of if you're going with this business, this particular business name, before you go out here and start spending all this money, make sure that name is available in the state in which you reside. And then once it is available, you need to do a USPTO trademark search. See see if that name is out there, if if it's available. Um, on the federal mm-hmm. level as well, you know, mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. really need to make sure that you have a good accountant, you know, start off with some type of software where you can keep track of stuff, but you have got to find a good accountant so that they can yep. help you yep. stay out of that financial trouble and they will help you record this information that you need. So, Say, for instance, you need to get these other loans. Now you have this financial playlist that you need to show, hey, I've been in business, I'm operating. Now you can show your profit and loss. And a lot of times, I mean, again, as you say, I don't know why. Um, And it could Mm -hmm. be some could be knowledge that you're missing the knowledge or the information for it. And then sometimes it could be that you just don't have the money to go and to get an account. You know? That's exactly um, right. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. right. Yeah. But until you have that money to get it, get a good system, accounting system to help keep records so that you are able to make that transfer to that accountant, you know, smooth and easy and not having to take them a box full of shoebox receipts. You know? I mean, I'm not knocking the shoebox receipts. Don't get me wrong because you have right. to do whatever system that works for you, you have to you have to utilize it and do it. But we have to be better at structuring this. And so coming into this new year, we're not waiting until January 1st. We need to, mm-hmm. if it takes you making a vision board, write the vision, make it plain. If it takes you, right. you know, sitting down again, making realistic goals. I, I have an issue when it comes to New Year resolutions. I just feel like... They just don't work. You don't have to wait until January 1st to start it. Um, nope. Make That's obtainable exactly goals right. now. You know, um, this mm-hmm. is what this information is for. You know, do your own homework. Get out here and, you know, and search. Again, we can only put the information out here, but if you're not listening or if you're not deciding to do anything with the information, I don't know what to say, but everything that we – the things that we need for business, the opportunities um, – we're trying to inform you, um, my God, I did not know that the Office of Business Opportunity had that much available um, for Opportunity. us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know? Right. Okay. That's good. That's real good information. I, I love that. I love that. And sometimes, you know, as business owners, we're so busy trying to do everything ourselves, we never look up. And because we never look up, we're so, you know, focused on the paperwork or, you know, making sure this is due or or that's due or that's done or completed and trying to do so much ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We need to make sure that we look at the benefits of having someone to assist us and delegate some of those things too. 
Um, right. Backing up a little bit and, and bringing someone in, creating a job for someone else if you can, mm-hmm. it can actually help your business generate more <laughs> revenue because you're able to focus on going after other type of revenue streams and other business opportunities. And you're looking up so you see those other opportunities that may be around you. One thing um, I also want to encourage people to do, don't don't give up on joint ventures. So I know a couple of businesses that, you know, closed their bricks and mortar to move in with someone else that had a complementary business. Um, she had a juicing business, and she moved into someone that had a fitness studio. She moved into another building with someone that had a fitness studio. So really it was for both of them. Yeah, Perfect yeah. combination. And it's good. It's good to partner, reduce their overhead um, in terms of, 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 of space, rental, or leasing. Um, but it also helps you increase your client base. So you can share marketing. You can share mm-hmm. a lot of things. So just think outside the box um, and be innovative. And, and one thing we have to um, be willing to do that others often do, and that is partner and trust, you know, each other. So right. But we could do that in prayer, right, Reverend? <laughs> yeah, because don't you feel like key when you yeah. say trust? But we have to. We have to do that. And for some yeah. reason, we just don't trust each other. And right. I think we need to really start looking um, beyond ourselves and um, looking at everything as a, you know, a divine moment and um, seize those opportunities and, and remove yourself from the equation. And, and look at it from a different perspective and different lens. That's it. It sounded like you were going to chime in, Bert. Okay. Yeah. Well, the thing is, we we got to be open-minded enough to right. even have the perspective that possibly God puts us in places that are designed to enlighten us and challenge us. That's exactly. I'm, right. I'm in this position to get to get something out of here, to get some kind of revelation, to get some kind of enlightenment, and then it challenges me. And so mm-hmm. the thing I think mm-hmm. we 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 gotta get inspired by what's possible. Yeah, yeah. That, yep. We, we, should, we yep. should let that cause us to move by what is possible. That's exactly what right. Is possible, but that that is possible. Let me get fired up about that. Let me get excited about that because Tyra just said it. Even with this broadcast tonight, uh, I know my wife is probably running around all the information she's uh, heard from listening tonight that. Uh, the business of opportunity has available for the city. But you got to understand yeah. that God is always speaking, but are we always listening? Yep. Yeah, there's yep. information exactly around right. us all the time, but mm-hmm. are we sensitive? Are we discerning? Are, are we uh, paying attention? Like when he was calling Moses to uh, get him ready to lead the children of Israel out, he first got his attention through that burning bush. It's mm. something about that burning mm. bush that was not normal. Mm. That he ain't never seen that before. I've seen stuff burning, but I ain't never seen it. <laughs> burn like that. No burn till it disappears. This thing's burning and it's still here. And so that that being sensitive to information around us and really right. not being scared of you, if you really believe in your business. My wife has her own business and. Here's shameless plug. She's at Dutch Square Mall. It's called The Bag. <laughs> uh, right there at Dutch Square Mall. But good plug, good she plug, reached good out plug. About, <laughs> she reached out about some of these grants and some of this PPE that was out here. But it uh-huh. brought tears to her eyes because she felt like, and there's no feel, not, not felt like, it was true that uh-huh. recognized her small business, that she matters, yeah. that she's a real business. Yeah. Though yeah, she made this right. small business, she's real. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But she had right. to do, like you said, to have that business plan together and do the homework and not have the information in the shoebox and, uh, you know, having good numbers and calculating and all this kind of stuff, budgeting and all of these things that are necessary to run a business. And so mm-hmm. it, it brought tears to her eyes and really just gave her motivation because she expanded the store in this, in this pandemic. Mm-hmm. She had one oh. store in the mall. She was able to get the building next to her and bust the wall out, and we expanded. So she's got one store in two locations. You see what I'm saying? The expansion happened in a pandemic. Wow. You know, so we got to be proactive, I say, versus being reactive. Correct. I love to say it. I tell my folks all the time, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. That's right. 
you know, right. that you, you, people, people get the history they deserve. All of us, we get right. the history we deserve, you know, right. and so mm. we've got to mm. be mindful of that and really keep that in mind that uh, when we've got our plans together, when we do focus, when we do uh, strategize, when we are proactive, we need to understand this gives us power when it's time to move. Right. And, I will, and, I will, and I will throw one more thing in there. You know, we talked about, you know, having the information to get to, but here's the thing, because a lot of times we just have to be truthful. A lot of people don't take the time to do the research. Um, but here's the other flaw. When you know about something, share the information. Yes, ma'am. It is not going to kill you. Yeah. Share the information because one yeah. thing about it is this. What God has for you is going to be for you. Mm-hmm. And when I feel like this, for me, this is how I look at information and resources. It's a currency. Mm-hmm. It's a currency. Yeah. And so All as right. God has provided me to be a conduit of information, and people who know me, who know me, know I share what I know, and it's from the bottom of my heart because I want to see all of us make it. And so if I find out about something, you know, I'm not perfect, and and I'm not trying to paint that picture that I'm perfect, but I do share knowledge. It's a currency, and I feel like if you don't share it, it can dry up. You know, we talk about the person who, who's watering. But if mm-hmm. you're not watering by sharing knowledge, that's a gift that you have that you're getting this information, and you don't share it, at some point it's going to dry up. Stop thinking that if you share the information with somebody, it's going to stop you from getting what you need to get. It will not. It will mm. actually bless right. you. Right. You know? That's yeah. right. So. That, that's so true. That's so true. That's yeah. one thing that we don't do, and unfortunately – that's one of the barriers that prevent our small minority women-owned businesses from thriving like um, those owned by white males, white women, Mm -hmm. um, is that they share information. They have networks. They um, do that. There's a trust level that's there that allows them Mm -hmm. to grow and develop, and we have to come to terms with if we want to do that, if we want to really, really seize those opportunities, because we're such an innovative group of people. We are very My innovative. God, yes, yes. And we bring that innovation together and we collaborate, um, it's, it's, you're, you're unstoppable. So we really have to look at that because, again, information, um, access to key networks mm-hmm. where information is shared, that's something mm-hmm. that we have to make sure that we gain ground around because that can, if you have information, information is key. If you know about a product or a service or how things are supposed to be done, about upcoming opportunities, mm-hmm. you can grow your business. You can grow your business and you can do more. Um, right. But that is certainly a barrier right there that prevents many of our small and minority owned business our minority and women owned businesses from succeeding is because we don't have access to those information networks that our counterparts do. Well I tell you what, I know I have told so many people about the grant that you all have. So I mean I anybody who was listening, I would tell them. Mm-hmm. If I knew that you were in it and I would even tell some people, hey, if you know anybody that has a business in the city of Columbia let them know this resource is here and it is available. I don't know how many people y'all probably had flowing through that saying, Tyra told me. But you know, and it's, it's, it's not because that, that, so that was actually, that was some emergency money that we put aside, but I, I felt the need to ask the Commercial Revolving Loan Committee to set aside that money. Um, it, it was only 50000 because we had a lot of businesses that just needed a little bit to right. get them through. Um, or to get them caught up. And I wanted to make sure we had that opportunity to do that. Um, Well, thank God you did. But hopefully we can get some more. Um, We do have another round of money that's actually through our CDBG program, and Mm -hmm. that will be up to $5,000. Unfortunately, anyone that got the first uh, money out of the first round, they can't get money out of this round. Mm-hmm. But you also have to be located in a low to moderate income community or serve low to moderate income um, customers or mm-hmm. employ low to moderate income um, employees. So right. 
that that we have other emergency assistance that hopefully will be coming down the pipe. Um, right. But again, you're going to have to demonstrate the need. You're going to have okay. to. We're going to ask you a lot of questions. We're going to mm-hmm. ask you to look at your financials. Um, we have to see mm-hmm. that you actually have a need. Um, right. And in order to get that funding, but right. um, we're here. We're we're here. We're dedicated. The the team, my my my, mm-hmm. my staff, they're amazing. And they um, this office, they really are. It it runs like a machine because we all have a vested interest in our small businesses doing well mm-hmm. and making sure mm-hmm. that people have information. But you're right. If you don't have the information, you can't do anything. Um, right. But you, but as you also said, nothing's just going to happen. You have to put the dedication and the effort right. forward to bring Faith without out. Is dead. That's exactly right. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Well, I love to say no opportunities are wasted. They're they're just giving to somebody else, and so. Right. Uh, right. Got to right. keep that in mind as well. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly well, right. Right. I would exactly say, right. Right. say this, you guys. This hour has went by tremendously fast. Um, there has been a lot of information that has been um, given out. I would encourage the listeners mm-hmm. re-listen to this information. Um, you know, jot it down, share it with somebody. Um, hey, we're on all of the podcasting platforms. Share the information. It was a wealth of knowledge that was given today. And mm-hmm. so, um, Melissa, I want to give you um, a couple of minutes to let everybody know again how to get in contact with the Office of Business Opportunities. Great. I will share that information. I also want to talk about one more thing. Um, okay. On December 14th at 7 o'clock p.m., we will have a virtual holiday market. We will feature 10 local businesses. You will have an opportunity to order their services and products while you're watching this holiday market, as okay. well as performances from local artists talking, you know, singing oh, wow. holiday songs. Um, we did this last year. It was a success. But it's a way to highlight those businesses that have been successful and have right. really shown the dedication and, and adjustments necessary in order to, one, keep their business going, and in some instances start a whole new business during the pandemic. So we hope you all can join us to learn more about OBO, to register for the upcoming holiday market. You can visit our website at OBO, O-B as in boy, O, dot Columbia, S-C, dot G-O-V. Or you can call our office at 803-545. Three nine five zero, and this has been great. I love this this whole time. It went by fast, and and thank you, and, and, and Reverend. It's so nice meeting you, and I love your comments. It was it was a pleasure. Likewise, thank I enjoyed it. Likewise, thank you, thank you, Elder Briggs. I want to give you an opportunity to let everybody know where they can reach you. Well, we're right here again in the city of Columbia here at uh, seventeen twenty two Mayor Street. Uh, right here in Columbia, South Carolina, and we're a small church. We're growing. Uh, got room for you. Uh, anybody who wants to work and to grow and to serve this community and uh, help be hope dealers, I got a shirt, and I say I'm going to give out the different ones when I notice them giving hope and being a blessing to others. I let them know I'm going to give them a hope dealer shirt, but uh, that's what our ministry is all about, trying to exalt God and edify our brothers and our sisters and evangelize the unsaved or the unchurched. Uh, to get to know this God that we know that's been blessing mm. us and that is alive and well to, to help us uh, journey through this life. And so come join us. Our doors are hung on welcome members. All right, all right. Well, this is Pressure Points Unpacked. I'm your host, Tyra Little. Um, definitely want you guys to, you can reach us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we're here every Tuesday, Transforming Tuesday, and so I look forward to having you all join us again on next Tuesday at 6. Sounds good. Thank you. Right. Thank, right. you. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. Bye-bye. It's already done.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.